quick disclaimer before we get started on this particular episode, we will be using and talking about coarse language. So uh, if you have a problem with that, then uh, tread carefully. <laughs> but other than that, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Deconstructing. I am one of your bodacious hosts, Curtis Cooper, and I am joined by the even more bodacious Delaney. What is up? Bodacious. That's a new one. I like it. You, you can't get it. You can't let it get stale, you know. Right, right. I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I am doing really well. Have really nothing major to complain about. So it's a good okay. place to be. That is a great place to be. So Del, we kind of spoiled our topic at the beginning of the podcast. And I assume really when people did. click on click on the topic, they'll be like, oh, they're talking about swearing. <laughs> um, it is what we're talking about. So they're not wrong. And this is something a little bit different from because we've, we've got a little deeper lately. So it's fun mm -hmm. to go back to something that's like, oh, bad words are pretty cut and dry. Yeah. So uh, Del, what the hell do you think about bad words? Well, um, I grew up, I was raised by a soldier and my mother was in the, uh, she was a firefighter. And so, um, of course, language is never really an issue in my home. It was just part of the English language. I didn't really know it was like a bad thing until I was older. Uh -huh. And so to this day, it's part of my vocabulary. I know when to use it and when not to use it. But mm -hmm. to me, it's just part of language. It makes it more flowery. Were there any times in like elementary school where you just let out, uh, damn it. Oh, for and sure. all the kids kind of looked at you? <laughs> for sure. I was homeschooled, so it wasn't like a horrible thing. Oh, that's but true. I forget. That, yes. But like on the playground, for sure. And, you know, it wasn't, of course, they were all military kids too, so they didn't care. <laughs> but well, I mean, yeah. I assume with your, with your multiple language affiliations, you might have let out, let out a verdampt. Yes. <laughs> or, it's, or is it verdampt? Whatever. Uh, I think it's dampt. I can't remember. Whatever those Germans use. It really depends on the area of Germany you're from, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But no, definitely grew up swearing. And uh, I think my first curse word, I was six that I started using. And the first mm. one I used and knew what it meant, I was 11. So nice. it was never, it was never taboo. How about you? When did you first start one you used? Using? Yeah. When, when, uh, what? what, what was that? I don't know. I was, I was about to say, uh, you started using them with purpose when you were 11. Yes, with purpose. I think I called someone a name. Um, uh oh. I know. But so, how about you? Um, what was your first swear word, and how old were you? Well, Dell, I've never sworn in my life. What are you talking about? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Um, so I started becoming aware of swear words right around elementary school. Okay. Um, but I was definitely like, I was in a. Christian evangelical Adventist school so it was definitely like taboo to swear as an elementary student right and I was like I would never use those bad words um right but then like a lot of people things change in middle school everybody gets they a do. little bit rougher just a bit and uh I mean I uh, started like hearing more words here and there and like the stuff I was watching stuff I was playing um mm -hmm. and when I was 13 I started to use the D word. Oh, at least um, you're trying to more. Wait, by D, do you mean dick or do you mean damn? I mean, I mean damn. Sorry, that was okay. that, no. that is a fair question. 
It is a fair question because um, depending on your interpretation, some people think that dick is a bad word. Well, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I don't, but many people do. <laughs> it's just a it's just a body part. We don't body it's part shame on these instructors. Not here. <laughs> Not here. Um, okay, Not here. so yeah. Um, I I ne there was never really any language used in my household. Um, oh. Yeah. You know what? To be honest, I cannot picture your parents, either one of them, <laughs> using any foul language. They're just they're just so refined. I remember one time I was at your house and there's a question. We're playing a Bible trivia game. Yep. Yep. Bible yep. trivia. And it had to do with Mary Magdalene. Your mother wouldn't read it. It was so funny. <laughs> well, what would she not say? Was it prostitute? I think it was prostitute. It was she, she was, I'm not reading this. In fact, later I went over and picked it up and read it. And I was like, that's not bad at all. It's like it's Bible trivia, <laughs> it and that's so when you're cute. like, these people are kind of, kind of, kind of weird. <laughs> it was adorable. <laughs> um. So yes, my my mother is an absolute saint. Yes. And I love you dearly, mother. If you ever listen to this, uh, please don't uh, think differently about me. Um. But yeah. So I mean, I kind of went through ebbs and flows of okay. swearing like mm. in high school I pretty much swore period then I came to college um most of my friends were conservative I didn't yes. I didn't even know you swore until like two years into our friendship oh really um yeah mm. but I mean like you said you knew you knew how to keep it uh, under wraps Yes, I was a very good disguised non-dom that everyone thought was an Adventist. So <laughs> I had it well. Everyone's like, that Dell, she is she is toting around the word of Ellen White. <laughs> Far from it. I like Ellen White though. We should have a podcast about her sometime. Oh, we absolutely will, and we'll bring on a panel for it. We should. Absolutely. So yeah, I uh, went through ebbs and flows in college. Um, and as it stands currently, I am an active swearer, but obviously I, I know how to adjust to the situation. It's not like I meet a new person, even someone my age, and I'm like, well, how in the hell are you doing? Right. And, I, and so, you, can also tell that I, you can also tell that I've never sworn a podcast, so that's why I, I literally start to use a harder swear, and then like I readjust to a softer one. So yes. we'll see if that changes throughout. <laughs> so that that being established uh your journey with swearing let me ask you this uh what, Ooh, Del's what asking was, the questions let's go i know what thought process um and what journey was it that shifted your thinking from swearing is something i'm not doing to swearing is something i'm okay with and what was that journey like hmm. well i mean i think it's it's very similar to my opinions on sex or okay. like, I, for a while was guilty, felt guilty about like having any like sexual thoughts, right? There was very much mm -hmm. a Christian guilt wrapped into that same deal with swearing where I was like, oh, I know I'm not supposed to be doing this, but kind of feels good to let out a word here and there. I don't know why. Right. Kind of cathartic. Mm -hmm. um, right. But then when I started like really like deconstructing what I believe, um, and reconstructing it because that is a crucial part of deconstructing is reconstructing absolutely because 
because uh, as I will remind the good people, if you're listening to this for the very first time, our purpose is not to tear down organized religion. Right. There are plenty of bad things about organized religion in all forms. But right. what me and Dell are trying to do is literally take what we believe, take it all apart, spread the parts all over the floor, and decide, hey, I'm going to get rid of that, going to get rid of that. Oh, I'm going to keep all this stuff, and then I'm going to pull mm -hmm. in some new parts and put them in, and then we're going to put it back together and reconstruct what we believe. Right. And deconstructing and reconstructing is a cycle that people go through throughout their entire life. Yep. Or at least should go through their entire life, in my opinion, because you should always yes. be assessing, like, why do I believe this? Right. Always learning, always growing. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> when did your thought process change oh, yeah. to that you were okay with it? Oh, probably around when I was, I want to say late junior early senior in college okay. i was just like okay i believe this way and i believe that swearing is ultimately not a quote-unquote sin okay what about you Del? um i'm gonna ask you a different question because obviously you were like i've always been <laughs> chill with it when did you when did you first realize that Christian culture as a whole takes swearing really seriously? Um, I think I was playing a game of football. Actually, no, I was playing a game of football in high school. <laughs> you were and just tackling I people. <laughs> I was just tackling people. No, I um, said something, I think it's a damn it. And um, like everyone, there's something happening. And they all stopped and looked at me. And I was like, <laughs> what? And they were like, you just said a bad word. And I was like, damn it's a bad word? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, I had no idea. I'm sorry. Like, I just thought it was a word. Just thought it was a word. I knew I couldn't like say around my grandparents, but I just assumed it was coarse. I did not like interpret it as mm -hmm. being something. And my friends were very coarse, like very crude humor, but they didn't yeah. swear. And that was like the line they had. And so, you know, I thought I was in a place where I could speak like that. And I learned like a whole new way of like somewhere between coarse and not that was how they spoke and so I probably was like 16 when that happened mm -hmm. and um even into college uh I remember I, I was oh how old was I can't remember I said I called someone a name no idea it was considered like a bad word I and, don't suppose uh, you what what did what did the name start with I think it was a B bastard I think it was bastard oh okay. I think yeah no it wasn't it's a lower word. lower tier swear <laughs> no yeah I, I it wasn't the n-word is that what you were thinking uh, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's what you're thinking. No, absolutely yeah, not. We neither of us say that word. No, actually, let's discuss that for a second. That is a racial slur that I don't use. Yes. Um, Slurs are different of, than swears. They are. So let's discuss that. So that's a racial slur I don't use. Same as with the F word. What's let's just not the F word like fuck. I mean the F word like F A G. Yeah. So yeah. let's discuss that for a second. Um, when did you um, learn the different? And I feel like our world's changed a lot from yeah. like 2012 to 2022. Oh, absolutely. When did you, yes. When did you understand the difference between racial slurs and swear words? Or have you always known that? Um, I think it's just um, like anything else. The more I got to like 
research and to know people of like diverse backgrounds, I realized like, oh, certain words are hurtful just inherently because of their origin. Right. And I certainly used to use like the R word or okay. the, or like you were saying, the other F word. Like I definitely use those words. And yeah. it's definitely something I'm ashamed of, but mm -hmm. I also had the lens of, I was very ignorant as a high schooler slash early college goer. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And I would very much encourage people like, hey, there's a better way you can like exclaim something that's saying it's quote unquote R word. Right. Just like, oh, that's that's stupid. Right. Or like you could even throw you could you could even throw the the other F word in front of it. Yes. Yeah. But I like, remember I was, there's ahead. no reason to be mean spirited about things. What were you saying? Right. No. Yeah. I worked on a psych ward for a long time and a lot mm -hmm. of um, the patients not only were dealing with um, some sort of like psychosis or diagnosis, a lot of them also were um, they had a form of like a lear learning disability. And mm -hmm. um, there was one nurse in particular who used the R word. And I remember mm -hmm. one time this patient just like for like three days. I was sitting with them and they were just like trying to be like everybody up. They were like throwing punches. It was just messy, 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 messy. And mm -hmm. they didn't bother me at all. I just sat with them. And finally, I was like, hey, like, just, you know, can you calmly tell me if you can't, don't, but if you can calmly tell me why you're here, like not, not at the hospital. I know what you're here, but like, why are you in trouble? Yeah. And he was like, oh, well, th this nurse called me the R word. Of course he said it though. And I said, yeah. and I was like, he was like, it's frustrating because like, I know like technically like that's what I am I was like whoa whoa <laughs> like that's whoa that I up. know I was like no no like that's I it was I had I was so frustrated because this nurse I respected him a lot I still do we all make mistakes mm. um I respected him a lot and this nurse was like really important to the unit like they had a lot of respect for him so everyone when he said that he said it to the whole unit they kind mm. of like followed in behind him and now this mm -hmm. kid has to carry this with his mm -hmm. peers and he lives on the hallway it's not like he can get away from him, you know. It's not like he can go home at night or like go into his room. Yeah. He has to stay there. And I was like, dang, like I can't imagine, you know, I can't imagine. And it's awful, but that was just a random story. Everybody listening, your words make a freaking difference. They really do, yes. Which I think ties into our point um, about swearing. Is there any like capacity like you don't use swear words like around your family or at work or something like oh, that? Oh, well, yeah, don't like yeah um specifically like family context i'd never swear okay. um in a professional context i never swear unless the per unless like someone either above me or like a peer swears first then i'm like okay it's cool right but you don't want to be just dropping f-bombs and then a person just talking to you normally right because i think there's over swearing is annoying and we all know someone who does that and you're like stop being annoying that. It's right. not like morally reprehensible, but like, just, I don't really want to hang out with you because you're annoying. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, when I've been, oh, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Go. Say, when I've been drinking, I, I turn into that person. I feel like I'm not like, I'm like home <laughs> oh, on the man. base. I'm like, oh my goodness. It's <laughs> so like back to the but, barracks with Del. Back to the barracks. <laughs> but go on. Okay. Here's a, here's a question. Of yeah. the regular swears. Are there ones you use more than others? Um, there's ones I use for different purposes, I think. Like when I'm telling a story, I say the F word a lot. 
Mm. Um, not the FAG. I say fuck a lot because it's <laughs> usually like it makes like often the story like becomes um I guess like it expresses my like because most of my stories, if you know me personally, you know this. Most of my stories sound like they came from like a movie or a TV mm-hmm. show. They're just like mm-hmm. wild, absolutely wild. And um, speaking of which, I can tell you about one next week, Curtis. I'll have time today, but next week I can tell you about one. But anyway, <laughs> great. How <laughs> am I going to remember this, this now? <laughs> I know. I'll remember. I will remember. I promise. It's crazy. But um, anyway, so I often use the F word to express like my disbelief when I'm telling that story to like mm-hmm. make like the emotions more felt. But like when I'm at work or something like that, I use the S word a lot because like I, mm. I'm a klutz. We all know I'm a klutz. <laughs> and so I use the S word a lot. What about you? What, what is in your most popular? Um, I mean, I use most of them like semi-regularly. Um, okay. I have, in recent years, I have shied away from using like bitch okay Is there um, a reason? because i i think in most cases it's misogynistic okay um now there's plenty of times where i'll be gaming and i'll be like son of a bitch right and i'll just get like upset or something but it's not it's not mm-hmm. indirectly like referring to someone or being like sexist towards someone right. um and i think that for me personally um I don't like to use like words that I kind of deem like slut shaming, which literally is mm-hmm. slut or all of that stuff. Like, I think that's right. I think that's really disrespectful. Okay. Um, now, in certain contexts, if you know it's okay, then it's okay. Right. So I'm not going to be like, oh, those words are evil in every circumstance. But right. like, just unprovoked, it's like, nah, I'm not going to use those, fam. Mm, okay. Now, are there any that like, are there any like regular ones that you refuse to use or don't use as much intentionally? Um, let me think. Um, I don't think so. I kind of use all of them. Not like all of them, but like, you know, I don't have an issue with any of them. More of them, like different ones come with my like general vocabulary more, mm-hmm. but that's kind of it. Um, Do you ever yeah, use a C yeah. word? I don't, not because I have an issue with it, but my mother hates that word and hates that word. And which is like, she doesn't know if she was swearing. She doesn't care. But that specific word she hates. And so much so like, like it, like if I say it, she'll like not want to hang out with me anymore. Not because she's mad at it, just because like she's like grossed out. I don't know why. It's funny, honestly. And I mess with a her. Lot of, um, a lot of people see it as like more like, like a higher order word than like the F word. Yeah, and I weird? don't know why because it's literally just a vagina. I have no idea why. But well, I mean, we know why been... it's because of it's because of latent like sexism within our culture and like the inherent like fetishization of like the female body and like this quote unquote secretness of it, and like mm-hmm. the whole like oh like female bodies are taboo and like penises are funny. Oh, interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's the societal reason, but I still think it's stupid. Hmm. Well, with my mom, um, recently she's like lightened up a little bit in that area. And so what I do now is her boyfriend is like really uncomfortable with the word is used because he's so used to her being uncomfortable with it. And so whenever he's over 
and I come home and it's just the three of us so like no one's gonna hear me <laughs> I always call her that as soon as I walk to the front door because I like to watch her boyfriend oh. like, shrivel up and embarrass her it's hysterical oh. it's oh so gosh. funny yes Bill you're so edgy but I know <laughs> but okay um yeah I'm probably gonna title this like should a Christian swear and yeah, I feel let's like talk about that I feel like it would be malpractice if we did not talk about like why we believe it's okay to swear. Right. Because regardless of what we were raised with, like we had to eventually make the moral decision ourselves. Right. So Del, why, why do you think it's okay to swear? Um, it kind of goes back to what I had originally said. I don't have an issue with it. I do think there's a time and a place to like speak a certain way. Um, like when I'm on the podcast, I slow down my speech so that people can understand me. Yeah. And when I'm at work, I use um, like very like simple language that people can not, you know, get confused with the words I use. With my family, I use more like, I guess, like I would say pretty, but I don't know if that's the right word, maybe academic language, just like fancier words because I know they'll understand them. And so I think we alter the way we speak certain environments it's like if i'm going to go into a church and preach i'm not going to swear there because i know there are people there who are uncomfortable with it um and so i think it really depends on your environment and i think that's like my like the biblical reason for me Mm -hmm. is um there's a verse i can't remember where it is but it's written by paul so that should give us some direction where he discusses that with every environment that he has been introduced to and a part of he is received differently, and he also um, is presented differently, whether that's intentional or not. Mm-hmm. I think that's important because it shows us that, biblically speaking at least, we can present ourselves in different ways, still being our true to who we are, but we can present yeah. different ways to reach different people. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think there's an issue if I'm with my friends who is swearing. I don't think that's an issue. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of like where my biblical background comes from on that. How about you? Uh, I will answer that question in a second, but bouncing off what you said, yeah, I think it's really important to consider like um, biblical context for mm-hmm. like why Paul was saying all of that. And like you said, right. a lot of it was in reference to a lot of people believe a lot of different weird conservative stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if you go up to someone and you want to tell them about what you believe and you start swearing at them then not because of a moral reason because of societal reasons they will immediately consider you to be a hypocrite right because that's just what they've been taught right now as you befriend them and you talk to them um then eventually you'll probably be like yeah i mean swearing is fine um but in terms of like getting to know people, you have to know where they're at before you start like talking about sensitive stuff. Right. And swears are swears for weird historical reasons. And for mm-hmm. anyone interested and who likes edgy TV, I would absolutely recommend the Netflix show, The History of Swear Words with Nicolas Cage. Oh. It is amazing and hilarious and actually really informative because they literally okay. start by talking about the history of the F word. Oh, wow and why it's so like why it's seen as so taboo which i mean right literally like it means to have sex with so i mean sure. sex ain't a bad word so right 
Although, although in some like some places, like uh, like when I was younger, my grandparents. Now they're fine with it, but when I joined my grandparents, like we couldn't say the word sex. It was like considered a bad word. Oh well, yeah, and I mean to some like super conservative households, sex is a bad word. And yeah. to that, I say, uh, well, you're gonna have to learn. Mm. Sorry, fam. Um, but yeah, it's it's very important to educate yourself about like demystifying these words. These words mm. didn't just all pop up because Satan wrote them down somewhere. Right. And someone found them like, ooh, I'm gonna use these Satan words. Right. No, I mean, cuss words are literally invented in every culture to get across something extreme or something with extra emphasis right because it's like you can you can tell someone like you can tell someone like oh you want to fight or you can tell someone i'm gonna beat the shit out of you right different emphasis right on those two um mm -hmm. And that's kind of the point of swear words, honestly. And it's it's so funny seeing like, because different, every single person has different values, right? And I think it was C.S. Lewis who was like, every single Christian has their own Christianity. No right. one has the exact same values about anything. Mm -hmm. And whether they want to like parse them out as, oh, these aren't salvation issues. Well, I mean, I guarantee you, some people don't really believe that. And some people really do believe that like language is a salvation issue. And right. that's silly, but plenty of people believe that. Mm -hmm. um, so in terms of my beliefs, I've kind of been waffling around on it. Um, <laughs> I firmly believe that the Bible does not really have a definitive answer either way. Okay. Now, there are mentions of like using the Lord's name in vain in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I interpret that as professing to be of God, but not living in God. Agreed. I think that is what taking the Lord's name in vain is. Um, I don't think I don't think God's gonna be like smite me down if you're like, oh my God. Right. Like no, I think that every single one of the commandments, and I think we talked about this in one of our very early episodes, the commandments were made to to get across like what does the essence of god look like and feel like yeah and to have like god etched into your life it's like no you, you want to live in god and you don't want to you don't want to profess you do and then not right because then you're just wasting everybody's time right so yeah i think that uh the Bible is not clear on that. Therefore, it is not a salvation issue. Therefore, it is not um, morally impermissible, according to me. And that is what I—that is what I believe from a religious standpoint. From a personal standpoint, um, I believe that, obviously, as we've been talking about this whole time, it is—it can be rude in certain contexts, mm -hmm. but it is not like even like from a secular point it's it, there's nothing like morally wrong with it it's just okay. more of like oh some people use this term dang it or what the heck mm -hmm. and i mean 
I know plenty of hyper, hyper conservative people who use those. And guess what, bro? You're just meaning to swear. You just don't have the guts to say it with your full chest. Mm. And like, it's fine to say what the heck, but like, if you're going to go around saying like, oh, I believe that you should never swear. But then in your same breath, start making all these sex jokes that people find inappropriate. Mm. You can miss me with that BS. Mm. I should have said bullshit there, shouldn't I have? That would have made more, <laughs> that would have given it a lot more uh, emphasis, but you get the point. Yeah. Um, and like you were, you were saying, Del, like a lot of conservative kids won't use swear words, but they'll make a lot of like penis jokes, for example. And you're like, well, I mean, you're still talking about taboo stuff. Right. And that can come across as a lot more jerkish than just saying, damn it. So it's true. As I've said before, as I will say again, I hope I say it on every podcast. It's something I want to get through everybody's thick skulls, including mine. Just live consistently with your own friggin' beliefs. Consistency, yeah. Like, I am not with this life of cognitive dissonance where you say one thing and you do another thing right it's garbage don't do it like if you if you say you don't believe in having sex before marriage then don't friggin do it right because if you have cognitive dissonance one of two things has to change either your actions have to change or your beliefs have to change one of those two has to change so you can be in alignment right Sorry, that was that was a rant, and it's it's definitely my theme of 2022. Don't live in cognitive dissonance. Yeah. What I believe, I will do. Sorry, I sorry, I'm still ranting. Rant is over now. (laughs) Rant away. Um, (laughs) No, I I agree, and I think it's important. I agree with a lot of it. Um, I think it's important to um, to live and to speak in one accord. Um, However. I also um, don't know that everyone's, because I mentioned earlier that um, people sometimes often make crude jokes, but they don't speak with a crude language, and that I don't understand that. Um, while I don't, I'd be interested in hearing why that is for them um, to kind of gain some knowledge in that area. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like, I think I should I should clarify that like, if you make like sex jokes or something, but your line is that you don't swear. Like, if mm-hmm. that's consistent with your beliefs, mm-hmm. then that's fine. But if, right. if you feel guilty about, like, saying, like, sex jokes and stuff, then something's out of alignment. Right. Because, like, guilt is literally, like, it's kind of like when you're in pain and your body's telling you, like, oh, my knee hurts. Something's wrong there. Guilt mm-hmm. is your mind telling you, oh, something's out of alignment. I need to change something. Right. So definitely yeah. continue to self-monitor with that, everybody. And like, obviously yeah. I am not a hundred percent in alignment because that's, because I'm an imperfect human being and like, I will never be able to achieve that, but I'm going to try to get as close as I can to being in alignment. And I think it's a right. very worthwhile thing to strive for. Agreed. Well said. So Del, what other, what other swearing thoughts do you have? What other swearing thoughts? It's an interesting way of putting that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, to be honest, I'm not sure I have any more thoughts. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, we've covered what we think. We've covered how we were raised. Um, mm-hmm. 
we've covered the ranting portion. Um, I feel like at yes. least one of us goes on a rant every episode, which is fun. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, that's kind of why we have this podcast is to have people to mm-hmm. rant at. Yes, that's, that's exactly why. <laughs> um, and I would just, I would just continue to hammer home the point that like, I think just the idea of things being quote unquote salvation issues is legalistic in and of itself. Okay. And if you think that one particular action or choice is going to lead to someone like being quote unquote unsaved, like Mm -hmm. there are way better things to waste your time with than that. Mm. I would instead focus on what do, what do heavenly things look like to me and how can I better bring myself into alignment with those as opposed to telling someone, Oh, you eat this. Therefore you're not going to be saved. Sorry. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I obviously I think Adventists have a harder time with that than even a lot of evangelicals do. Mm, and, that? Um, well, because I think that Adventism is inherently predisposed to being more legalistic. Okay. It's kind of like a, it, it's a conservative response to like more new age liberal evangelical uh belief where like evangelical mm-hmm. belief is like oh yeah like saved by grace and we believe in jesus and we call out his name therefore like we don't have to worry whereas mm-hmm. Adventists kind of come across and they're like no we were given 10 rules we're gonna follow those rules and mm-hmm. we still believe in quote unquote saved by grace but if you get saved and you're not living by these 10 rules then guess what you weren't ever saved to begin with and i'm like that mm-hmm. is terrifying stop thinking that that is scary. Like, you're literally just, like, you profess not to believe in, like, eternal hellfire, but you're still condemning people the same as, like, the, the Wesleyan Christians used to do. Right. None of that nonsense. We are <laughs> saved because God wishes it so, and thus we are. Yes. Saved by grace, not by works. Absolutely. Which is interesting because I think that's actually an Adventist saying, but that it's not at all what is lived out in my personal experience mm-hmm. around the religion. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, anti-Adventist. It's just that I think that um, there needs to be some refocusing in that specific area. Yeah, and like refocusing, like almost like on yourself as opposed to like being worried about like small things that other people are doing. Right. Agreed, definitely. But yeah, Dell, this was a fine ass episode. Yes, fiery. I liked it. And uh, next week we're going to be talking about something else, something oh, yes. probably controversial, probably something a little spicy. No, as we us, always definitely. do. Yes. What'd you say? So knowing us, definitely. <laughs> and. Uh, well, I guess we'll sign off now. As okay. always, I am Curtis Cooper. And I am Delaney. And this has been Deconstructing Stay Loose. Stay Loose. <laughs>